The Beckers team is excited to be making our return to in-person events this fall. Join us in September for Beckers Hospital Review 6th Annual Health IT and Revenue Cycle Conference. We have opportunities to attend the in-person program in Chicago and also to join us virtually from the comfort of your own home. For information about registering and to find out if you are eligible to attend free of charge, reach out to us at registration at beckershealthcare.com. This is Scott Becker with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. Thrilled today to be joined by Dr. James McCarthy. Dr. McCarthy is the Chief Physician Executive for the Memorial Hermann Healthcare System, the Memorial Hermann Healthcare System, a magnificent system in the greater Houston area, and a lot broader than that. Dr. McCarthy, can you take a moment to introduce yourself? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, the James McCarthy, my friends all call me Jamie. I've uh, been with the Memorial Hermann Health System in this role for about three years, and uh, prior to that, I was at the University of Texas. I'm an emergency physician, been practicing uh, emergency medicine and and healthcare management for the last 20 years here in Houston. And, and, and talk about in the last 20 years, and then then currently, it, this is obviously a broad question, but how is the delivery care changing? And obviously, there's been a ton of changes in the last year, but give us a perspective, your perspective for the last 20 years. What are some of the developments you've seen? What are some of the trends you've followed in sort of the delivery, the changing delivery of healthcare services? Yeah, so it's a great question. I mean, when I came to to Houston, it was still, um, uh, you know, Houston Texas Medical Center, obviously an incredible draw. It's part of what brought me down here. And one of the things that was really um, intriguing was to have all of these acute care, complex health systems really all together. So we have two medical schools, we have three big acute care hospitals, a big county hospital, a children's hospital, a second children's hospital, a freestanding cancer center, with a lot of really spectacularly brilliant minds coming through here. You know, we had famous people like James Red Duke at our trauma center. We had Denton and Cooley down the street. You had all of this incredible um, competition, but also collaboration. No one could sit still. So everyone was trying to say, how do I push care and push the next level of care? So it made it an incredibly exciting place to come. And I've seen, you know, great, you know, advancements in care as we've watched the ability, the way we take heart care of heart attack patients with those times to drop dramatically and outcomes to improve stroke care, going from something where we struggled to get people TPA in the, in the right time where now they are routinely getting it in 45 minutes and we're doing thrombectomies and pulling clots out of people's brain, just amazing advances of care in care. But what's been really fascinating over the last five years is this growing sense that we all recognize the current healthcare delivery model is not sustainable. And how do we pivot to value? How do we provide better care to our patients before they land in our hospitals? And having all of these big hospital systems looking out and say, how do I keep people from getting into the hospital? And that's really been an exciting pivot in the dynamic um, that was really happening kind of three to or four to five years ago, maybe. And then this last year and a half has just been bananas. So it's got us doing things that we'd never imagined doing before. Um, and, you know, if you talk a little bit about what's gone on in this last year, we start last March and first time in my professional career that I've seen healthcare providers afraid to go to work. We managed hurricanes and floods here in Houston, and everybody, you know, rolls up their sleeves and puts on their waiting boots and figures out how to get to work, and and we take care of people. But it's a defined problem that we know. This was a new challenge that frightened people. Um, you know, I didn't, I didn't, I was not old enough to practice at the beginning of the 
HIV and AIDS epidemic. I know there was a little bit of that there, but not the same way this was. This was real fear for healthcare providers. Am I going to be safe at work? Um, and having to do that and reassure bright, smart, talented people that we did, in fact, have the right safety equipment for them. We were going to have the right protocols and they could go to work. It a, a, was a huge lift at the first part of last year that we've gotten through. How does a guy who went to school in Gambier and then Chicago yeah. end up in Houston to begin with? How, how, do you, how did you end up down there, you know, from Kenyon, from Loyola, et cetera, down to sure. Houston? Yeah, so so when I so I'll, I'll say the first part first because everyone thinks that's the real reason, but it's not the only reason. It's part of it. I married a girl from Houston, so that put Houston on the map for me, um, and that was back in back while we were still in Chicago. But what really drew me to Houston was I had opportunities to um, have job offers at multiple different places in the country. I knew at that point when I was coming out of my training program in uh, emergency medicine at the University of Chicago that I really wanted to go into academic medicine and I wanted to go to a major, crazy, busy level one trauma center. So looked all over the country, um, had a couple places uh, that parts of the country we decided didn't really want to live. We were after um, all those winters in Chicago thinking about maybe going a little little place, a little warmer, um, but looked around and Houston was on the map because my wife had grown up here. And I had an interview with Dr. Brent King, um, took a tour of the Moore Herman Trauma Center. I said, I think I want to work here, but I know I want to work for that guy. Um, and, you know, it's been, been an important part of, of, of my life, understanding who I was going to work for and making sure that was someone who lined up with my values and my way of taking care of business. Um, and, and I recognized that immediately from Brent. And also, this is a, a little sad, I had this one really kind of cool experience when I was a resident. I was an intern, in fact. Um, it was my second month at the University of Chicago, and I was working up at uh, Lutheran General Hospital in Park Ridge, which is one of the trauma centers we rotated. And there was a guy who had become a, become a friend and a mentor to me named uh, Dr. Douglas Propp. He, he was the medical director of the ER at Lutheran General. And we were about six hours into this shift on an evening, and he looked at me and he said, I just was finished presenting a patient to him, he looked at me, he said, I'm going to tell you something about yourself that you may not know. And I said, well, okay, okay. <laughs> I just met you six hours ago, but go ahead. And he said, it's going to be important for you that the hospital you work in, that you're proud of the care that they provide, even when you're not there. And I kind of thought about that a little bit. I don't think I quite contemplated what that meant, but I've thought about that many times since. And of course, you know, 23, 24 years later, I'm still thinking about it. And he's absolutely right. And what I recognized at the Memorial Harmon Health System and with the Department of Emergency Medicine at UT, that these are people that delivered care that I was going to be proud to be part of their team. And I wasn't just going to feel like I was only comfortable with the care when I was there. And that's been important to me. It's why I've been in this system for that long. I'm proud of the care they provide, and I feel privileged to be a part of it. Hey, well, isn't that amazing? You know, I'll tell you, I get out. I feel like it's old home week because I was at Lutheran General just last week for something. So it's very familiar. I know exactly what you're talking about, what you're talking about, and and the system you're talking about, and a, and a great system, and now part of the Advocate Aurora system. But uh, right. thank you so much for that. It, t take a moment, Dr. McCarthy, and talk about how strategy and competition is evolving. What are your sub uh, your observations on what's happening with strategy, what's happening with competition, and, and how does it impact what your system does day to day, and, and then. And I'm going to ask you one question about Chuck Stokes as well as a leader, too, when you get a moment. Yeah. But let me start with sure. strategy and competition. Yeah. So, well, look, there, well, one thing I'd say is that the, the first thing about competition is that this is a hyper-competitive market in Houston. We have 
multiple private practice groups of physicians. We've got academic practices. We've got employed physicians. So there is hyper competition all the time. We've seen some interesting things, though, and I think for the one during this pandemic, for the first time in my lifetime here, we saw the health systems working collaboratively together on how we manage the problems of COVID-19 together. So that was really a, a very exciting and really cool thing to see the way the groups are moving together. What's different, though, about competition is that we have new players in the market now, right? We knew we have private equity-backed um, primary care groups coming to the market. We have insurance companies managing primary care groups coming into the market. We have multiple new entrants in the Medicare Advantage space. And where we're seeing intense competition now is the race towards value. The health system, big health systems, we're still looking to build um, and have, you know, have the latest and greatest services. But what's really changed in the last five years is this new focus on value care, value-based care and primary care, which is what the competition is really moving and it's getting very hot and heavy now. Fascinating how much competition there is again. It, it reminds me of going back 10 years ago, but on steroids, 10, 20 years ago, so much competition to employing engage the primary care. Now you go 10, 20 years further, and it's that competition at a whole different level, isn't it? Yeah, with completely new players and a new strategy around it, right? You know, 20 years ago, primary care was just about feeding the healthcare system. And it is now about how healthcare systems can pivot provide better value by engaging with primary care, still generating revenue, but by keeping patients out of the hospital. So ultimately the total cost of care goes down. And that's a, that's a really cool new pivot. The, the new players in the game are forcing the old players to rethink the way they do business and to look increasingly at the, at the delivery care models of care in a different light. Fantastic. Dr. McCarthy, let me ask you one other question. What are you most excited sure. about this year? What gets you up in the morning, gets you going? What are you most excited about? Well, so so I'm super excited about being able to, now that we know how to manage COVID-19 well, and now that we have vaccines going well, I'm super excited to be able to pivot faster towards some of the cool stuff we want to do around value-based care new offerings that we want to be able to provide patients and not be as focused as we've had to be on the pandemic for the last year. I mean, we look, we look internally, you know, last January was really, really busy here. Um, getting back down to, you know, we have less than, we have about 20% of the COVID patients in our hospital today than we did in the middle of January. So we feel like uh, we're able to take a big breath and really excited to be able to get back to where we were a year and a half ago and start accelerating these other priorities about increasing our value, um, increasing the kind of value proposition we provide to the community, um, and really getting back to not just thinking about COVID every day. Thank you very much. I, I appreciate you, Dr. McCarthy, taking the time to join us today. Uh, what, what a magnificent career from University of Chicago, Loyola, Gambier, to, uh, to uh, Memorial Hermann and uh, Chief Physician Executive. What, what a great career and what a great role. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank, thank you. It's been a real privilege, and uh, thank you for the opportunity to talk today. You have a great day. We'll look forward, you too. Look forward to visiting with you again. Thank you very, very much.